Hey listeners, welcome to another episode on Rising Above Shadows of Abuse, Raza, with Grace Oham. Today's episode centers around world news in relation to abuse. As reported by Linda Presley, BBC News Copenhagen, Denmark. Every year, thousands of women are trafficked to the European cities and put to work having sex with men. A young lady named Joel from Nigeria was expected to become a carer. Eventually, she ended up on the streets of Copenhagen as a sex worker. Joel caught a flight from Nigeria thinking she was going to work with old people. She says... People who get trafficked go through Libya and usually take buses and boats. But this was so well organized, it wasn't suspicious at all, she says. The International Organization for Migration has estimated 80% of Nigerian women traveling overland, then attempting to cross the Mediterranean, are trafficked into the European sex trade. Jewel knew of women who had suffered that fate after making the perilous journey. So when her trip began at Lagos Airport, she was reassured. She was met in Copenhagen by a Nigerian woman who took her the following day to the Vesterbros, Copenhagen's red light district. Jewel said she was looking for some sort of hospital, but remembered walking the streets for a while and being told to take note of her surroundings. The woman dropped a bombshell. This is where you're going to be walking, she says. Joel looked around. There was no building. And she then asked, what am I going to be doing here? The lady retorted, you're going to be working here. It then dawned on Joel that she was going to be working as a prostitute. She will be hunting for customers on the streets of Copenhagen. The following day, when she was on the streets, she had a fortunate meeting with a lady called Michelle Mildwater from Hope Now, an NGO supporting trafficked people in Denmark, who spotted the tiny, timid, 20-something-year-old woman called Joel. She gave her a card with a contact number on it. Joel's Nigerian boss, her madame, told her not to trust this English woman with a bike. Then she quickly found Joel, her first customer. The man gave her 4,000 kroner, an equivalent of 450 pounds or $620, to take me home. Her madame walked away, Joel said. The man drove her forever, she says. He spoke, but she had no idea what he was saying. She had to use Google Translate to communicate. It was scary, she says. In the months that followed, selling sex did not become any easier for Joel. She was the shy one at the corner, but men found her easily because they knew she was a new person who just arrived and they wanted a piece of the new person. Figures released by the EU says more than 14,000 trafficked victims were registered in 2017 and 2018, which was a tip of the iceberg. These were representation of only identifiable cases. Many of the people trafficked were from outside the EU. 
Nigeria was one of the top five nationalities. Sexual exploitation continues to be the main purpose of trafficking, according to the European Commission. And in a single year, the criminal revenues derived from it are estimated to be as staggering as 14 billion euros, equivalent of 12 billion pounds or 16 billion dollars. Most of the people trafficked were debts bounded, says Sign Plambesh a senior researcher in the Department of Migration at the Danish Institute for International Studies. Nigerians are one of the migrant sex workers groups with the highest debt. It could be between 10,000 and 60,000 euros. If you don't have papers that allows you to work, the fastest way to earn money is in the sex industry. Jewel was meant to pay her traffickers 42,000 euros regularly in installments she was forced to take an oath to say she was going to pay the money no matter what when she was being trafficked down to denmark in april this year a new strategy to combat human trafficking by the european commission admitted that 10 years of effort to tackle the problem had largely failed the impunity of perpetrators in the eu persists and the numbers of prosecutions and convictions of traffickers remain low, it said, making trafficking a low-risk and high-profit crime. Attempts to reduce demand for the services of exploited victims have also flopped, the Commission added. The UK government says that in the year to match 2020, police recorded 7,779 modern slavery crimes, including labor exploitation and sexual exploitation, but fewer than 250 people were charged in 2019. The UK supports services for victims of modern slavery are run by the Salvation Army. It says 610 non-British survivors of sexual exploitation joined this program in the year to June 2021. At weekends, Danish NGOs run services for the women selling sex. One, Redden International has a cafe where they can rest, recuperate and get a snack between clients. And in one of the side streets, a group of volunteers host a harm reduction initiative like no other. It is called the Red Van because that is what it is, a vehicle with a bird in the back lit by fairy lights and a ready supply of condoms and wipes. It is a private space where sex workers can bring a client instead of going somewhere potentially unsafe. Throughout the night, a steady stream of women arrive, men in tow, to use the van's facilities, while the volunteers stand a respectful distance away, but close enough to hear if a woman is in trouble. It may be used up to 28 times in a four-hour shift. One of the Red Van's volunteers in sign Blambech, Academic research says these women have a problem they are trying to solve. Debts, poverty, family, children, the need to work. They're going to sell sex whether we like it or not. So we provide a safe space for them while they're doing what they would do anyway, she says. Most women wouldn't sell sex if they didn't have to. You have all these moral ideas about what's good for them, but they need to make money. 
Buying and selling sex in Denmark is not illegal, but you do need a work permit. The precarious migration status of many of the women selling sex in Copenhagen makes them more vulnerable and far less likely to report any abuse or violence against them to the police. At the end of it all, Joel was saved from the streets. She got married to a Danish man. What are your thoughts about this? BBC News for Birmingham, reported by Sarah Potlock. How modern slavery victim went from being homeless to doing and working an amazing job. Will spent years being homeless. He was also a victim of modern slavery. But since teaming up with Birmingham Charity, he has a job and a safe place to live. The 38-year-old came to Birmingham from Poland 17 years ago. He wanted to make use of his good English and move to a country where he felt better opportunities would arrive than his home country, Poland. He got a job in a building firm and found a place to live. A few months later, his sister was killed in an accident. Combined with the housemate who he said did not pay his share of the bills. This led to him being evicted, as well as becoming depressed. He became homeless. He spent nights at coach stations in Degbeth and days in the library. At long last, he was introduced to CIFA Fireside, a charity which runs support services for homeless people and others who want to rebuild their lives. He began to sell the big issue and thanks to moving on to other jobs, the charity's support, he remained off the streets for seven years. He was betrayed by two friends after getting the job shortly. He left that job and later got a job in a factory in Warsaw and moved in with a couple he met there. That is when his situation turned for the worse. The couple told him to lend them some money because of housing benefit issues. They offered him a lovely meal as a thank you. They poisoned him, he said, then took all his money. They took his ID and basically kept him in forced labor for close to two years. The poison made him sick to his stomach he said, for the next week and left him unable to leave his room. When he did, his passport, wallet, bank cards and money had gone and he ended up depending on them for everything. His food was rationed. He could not leave his room apart from going shopping for them or translate anything and clean for them. He was stopped from working. He tried escaping a couple of times, but he lost a couple of teeth because while working towards Warsaw, a car pulled up and knocked him flat to the floor. He ended up back at home, sweet home. He felt he could not get help as he did not have any address or paperwork to prove who he was. The only thing he was allowed to keep was his library card, as this was not considered to be of value. He borrowed books from the library. He read a lot. 
He got a food allowance of two loaves of bread, two packs of soft cheese and a pack of luncheon meat to last him a week. If he got lucky and found pennies on the floor, he would buy some extra cookies. Sometimes the couple would go with him to the shops, and at times he was left to go to the shops by himself. But this couple had lots of friends around the town, and there was no opportunity for him to leave. The couple were alcoholics, he said, which eventually helped him escape. They were horribly drunk one night, to the point where I took advantage of it and escaped at three o'clock in the morning, and literally walked from Warsaw to Birmingham Street to Sifa Fireside. It was the best walk ever. As well as providing a drop-in centre, where people can get hot food, a shower and access to a range of supporting services. CIFA staff also work to get their clients into employment. CIFA is launching a scheme for corporate partners to get involved, the building employability. The project involves identifying employment and training opportunities within an organization, training staff to recognize signs of hidden homelessness helping fund projects and organizations. Will went back to selling Big Issue and working as a volunteer at CIFA. Through CIFA, an opportunity came for him to apply for a job at Birmingham's Urban Emporiums. He borrowed a suit from the charity's clothing cupboard to attend the interview. He was successful and was given a 15-hour-a-week job he eventually rose to be a manager at the firm's jewelry quarter site. Will says, I think most homeless people must have an incredible amount of resilience, but it is about being ready and willing to do it, that is, apply for a job. Anna Wall say, managing director of Urban Emporium, says, I think most homeless people must have an incredible amount of resilience. What is about getting ready and willing to do it, apply for a job. Urban has always seen itself as community-based, taking part in various schemes to raise money for charity. But wanting to make more of an impact and also starting to notice a rise in homelessness and the sitting centre since he opened its doors in 2009. It contacted CIFA to see what more it could do. Ms. Walsey says it's been great to give people opportunities, even if all it could offer was a three-month position. It gets people back into that reality of life and communicating with people outside of their own homeless networks. Any industry could do it, Ms. Walsey said. She admits the scheme will not work for everyone and Urban has had a couple of people through the doors for whom it did not work out for. But for Will, going to Urban was an honestly amazing experience. The amount of compassion they showed to the staff, the pressure they put on themselves to talk to the staff and interact with them, to give them chances, opportunities, training, it was something completely different for me, he says. Nobody can experience several years of homelessness without some kind of mental repercussions or some degree of mental scarring, which will need to be addressed, he said. These schemes are so essential, they address the monetary issues such as the homelessness and the wider issues.
The Mirror, reported by Tin Hallon. Shalom Tauber, a three-year-old boy has tragically died. He was left inside a hot car for several hours by a Miami school where temperatures would have exceeded 35 degrees centigrade, said police. Emergency services rushed to Lubavitch Educational Center in Miami Gardens in Florida after he was found unconscious in the car at around 3.47 p.m. local time on a Monday. The boy's parents both worked at the school on Northwest 173rd Street and the father, Menachem Mendel Tolba, 42, claimed that he had forgotten the three-year-old in the car. The Miami-Dade Fire Rescue transported the victim to a local hospital where the juvenile was pronounced diseased by doctors. The death has been ruled as accidental. The cause of death was accidental hypothermia due to being inside an enclosed vehicle reported by the medical practitioners. It is unclear whether the parents will face police charges over the tragedy. Counseling help has been offered to staff and students where support is needed, said Rabbi Koff. Our deepest sympathies are with the family at this time of great loss, the rabbi added. The Independent Newspapers As reported by Liam James, she's the 12th of July 2022. A 16-year-old girl was sexually assaulted on a bus as police release images on the CCTV appeal. The incident, which happened just after 4 p.m. on a Tuesday on the 19th of April 2022 in Hounslow, London. It was on a bus 222 on Bell Road. The young lady was seated at the top deck shortly before a man boarded and sat next to her. The man was described as approximately 5 feet 5 inches tall. He was of a chubby build and wearing a dark-colored baseball hat and mustard-colored t-shirt, officers said. He sexually assaulted the girl as she went to leave the bus around 15 minutes later, the police said. Appeal was made to everyone with information to come forward. A CCTV image of the man was also released. The Mirror, reported by William McGee, Adam May, July 12th, 2022. Doctor raped pregnant woman during C-section, attacked two others on the same day. Anesthesiologist Giovanni Quitella Becerra was arrested at the Women's Hospital in Sao Jao, the Mary T, Rio de Janeiro State, Brazil, in the early hours of Monday. Staff at the hospital had been secretly filming him when he allegedly sexually assaulted a patient whose C-section surgery he was participating in. Medical colleagues claim they've been suspicious of the doctor's behavior, especially the high doses of sedatives he allegedly gave pregnant women.
they changed the delivery suit in order to secretly film me on a heated mobile phone at the last minute. Giovanni Quintella Bezerra was allegedly caught on camera assaulting the woman. The medic had allegedly already participated in two surgeries in a room where filming was impossible. But during the third surgery in the new room, they allegedly caught him in the act and called the police. He remained silent during his arrest, but is facing rape charges. The Regional Council of Medicine of the state of Rio de Janeiro has launched an internal inquiry and opens proceedings to expel the medic on Monday. In Thailand, under the new law, sex offenders will be chemically castrated, as reported by Ryan Fahey for the Mirror. Sex offenders and pedophiles will be chemically castrated in Thailand to reduce the surge in reoffending rates. Criminals who are considered likely to commit more sex attacks after their release will be given the option of the injection, which lowers testosterone levels in return for a reduced prison sentence. The procedure will need to be approved by two doctors and offenders will have to be monitored for 10 years and forced to wear an electronic tag. The bill, which the law has passed in March, was approved late on Monday by 145 senators with two abstentions. It still requires another House vote than royal endorsement. Of 16,413 convicted sex offenders released from Thailand prisons between 2013 and 2020, there were 4,848 people who reoffended, according to correction department figures. If approved, Thailand would join a small group of countries that use chemical castration. Amongst them are Poland, South Korea, Russia and Estonia, plus some U.S. states. I want this law to pass quickly, Justice Minister Somsak Tepsustin said on Tuesday. I don't want to see news about bad things happening to women again, he said. Jade Chungwi Lai, director of the Women and Men Progressive Movement Foundation, a non-governmental organization that addresses sexual violence, among other areas, said use of chemical castration will not tackle sex crime. Convicts should be rehabilitated by changing their mindset whilst in prison, he said. To use punishment like execution or injected castration reinforces the idea that offender can no longer be rehabilitated. Last year, Pakistan announced that rapists convicted of repeated offenses would face castration. Similarly, in Kazakhstan, last August, pedophiles told of their anguish after undergoing forced castration. Men guilty of child sex offences in Kazakhstan face chemical castration as part of the country's tough new laws against pedophilia. A group of offenders were interviewed on state TV speaking of their ordeal as part of a media campaign by the authorities to warn would-be male sex attackers. The chemical castration is carried out by regular injections and will continue after the jail sentences end. One pedophile said on TV, I know it's harmful to my body. I know it will affect my health in future. Another said, now I am sorry I committed such a crime.
One convict pleaded, by my example, I want to show men they should not commit such terrible offenses. I beg those who prescribe me chemical castration, cancel your decision, I'm still very young. A prisoner named Marat, who is serving a 15-year prison sentence for the attempted rape of a child, told how he had had three castration injections so far, and it had stopped him from getting erections. He said, everything is really bad in terms of my man's health. I need a sexual life, yet nothing works down there. Why castrate me? I admit I'm guilty, but I want to live further. I still have my family and children. What are your thoughts? Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Metro Newspapers Reported by James Hockaday Tuesday, the 12th of July, 2022 Mom sold newborn son for £3,000 to get a nose job. An unnamed woman from Dagestan, southern Russia, is said to have told a friend she did not want to keep the baby. The lady then arranged for a couple to buy the child five days after he was born on April the 25th, according to prosecutors. Police said the mother, 33, surrendered her son to the couple for a deposit of just 20,000 rubles, equivalent to 274 pounds. The infant needed hospital treatment and medics asked the pair who brought him for his birth certificate, authorities were told. The couple asked the woman for the document which she gave them in exchange for a further 100,000 rubles, equivalent to £1,370 on May 26th, the police said. The mother of the child told the couple she intended to spend the cash on a cosmetic operation on her nose. Before the couple could hand over the remainder of the total of 200,000 rubles, equivalent to 2,730 pounds, police arrested the group for human trafficking offences. In a statement, investigators said a criminal case had been launched against a 33-year-old resident of the city of Caspisin. The husband and wife are thought to have been encouraged by a neighbor to take the child at a learning of the mother's situation. Mail Online reports. This couple couldn't have kids anymore, the police said. Further information will be given out later with regards to this case. Evening Standard. Reported by Jeremy Selwyn. Undercover police officers pounced on a man following reports he had been secretly filming a woman on a commute for over a year. Police have the man in custody and are searching through his phone after they ambushed him at the exact time he was known to appear inside Vauxhall Station in London on Monday, July the 11th, 2022. The victim reported that he saw him Every time she travelled to work over the last year and he consistently stood or sat next to her, often pointing his phone at her. She also saw him at a number of other locations. A 34-year-old man was arrested on suspicion of stalking involving fear of violence. A British Transport Police spokesman said last week a woman was warned by another passenger that a man was secretly filming her at Vauxhall Station. This prompted her to report it to the police that a man had been following her for the last year, appearing at the station every time she travelled and pointing his camera at her. 
Plane police officers patrolled Vauxhall yesterday at the exact time the man was known to appear. They quickly caught and arrested him, and he remains in custody while his devices have been searched. The police force added, all reports will be taken seriously. If you've got anything to say in relation to what has been reported today, kindly leave your comments in the comments section. Thank you. And see you on our next episode. It's been Grace Offer for Raza, rising above shadows of abuse. Keep being safe and keep being positive. Bye for now. If you've got any questions or inquiries, you can get in touch rising above shadows of abuse at gmail.com or our social media platforms rising above shadows of abuse at TikTok rising above shadows of abuse, Twitter rising above abuse, YouTube rising above shadows of abuse.